like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... All right, guys, we're here. We're going to do this. We're going to do it. It's going to be so good. We are I'm rallied. I'm no longer dying. We are it's, not. None of us are dying. No one here is dying. Everyone no, feels better. We all Let's feel great. We feel like a million on this show. Aren't we all we're dying so good. a little bit every day? Okay. Okay, Bob. <laughs> no. No. We're, we're no, all no, boosted. No. We're all we're all completely impervious to COVID at this point. We're yes. all Benjamin Button, bitch. We're aging in reverse. That's oh, what's man. up. I'm going to be an old lady baby soon. Yeah. Old lady, lady baby. baby. Speaking of babies, excellent Speaking transition. Of old lady baby. No. Um this this story um that I found literally 10 minutes ago, I feel like is meant for you, Tuna. Oh, I like um, stories made for me. So a farmer in India recently okay. found um baby kits on his property. So he was like, okay. "Oh, Baby kittens, I will come bring them into my property. They start getting older, and he's like, "These don't look like real cats. It's because they were leopards." They're, I was like, "Are they tigers? Oh, they're baby tigers. They're baby leopards." And Aww. he was like, "Obviously, um, can't can't keep them." Yeah, uh, but it was funny because he, he was like, "Look at my cats! I brought them." He showed them to his neighbors. The neighbors were like, um. I I uh, I, don't, I don't know how to tell you this. I don't, I, they're growling. Those aren't purrs. Those are growls because they're yeah. wild goddamn animals. Have you ever heard of big cats? Big like, cat. yeah, it's a big cat. Yeah. No, 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 no. Big, big cat. No, no, no. Not like a twelve-pound chonker. Like a no. like a tiger. Like this like is tigers. um. This is like a, eat your face cat. I was thinking about naming him Tiger because you know he's like kind of cute and fierce. <laughs> No, no. This is the type of leopard that when Engineer Bob and I met one, we're told his jaws can crush a bowling ball. Yes. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I don't know I, why he'd want to. I don't know what that bowling ball did to him, but, but you that know bowling what? ball better watch itself. Here, here's what I will say Game about them, though. If you can find one and it does allow you to pet it, they do have very soft, velvety heads. Oh, they're so soft. They're yeah, like, but you're not supposed to do that stuff because it's like a whole trait. Watch Tiger King. Like, it's a whole thing. They're farming the baby animals. They kill them when they're older. They're drugged out of their minds. Yeah, I, well, Say, I feel like... Uh, saying this... that, I have held a baby lion before. I've done it too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's <clears throat> one of those 10 years ago before Tiger King. This was, no, 11 years ago. So well before Tiger King. We were yeah. at a place. With, uh, and they were like, we rescue big yeah, cats. It was rescued from people who had like one of those uh, uh-huh. exotic animal reserve things. And it was right before they took them to actually get taken care of. So you, so listeners, don't freak out. Yeah, okay, like freak. We're not like hanging out at Tiger King yeah. things, being weirdos. Yeah, please don't think of me like that. Oh, my God. I mean, I 15 years ago took a picture with the baby lion in Mexico. That was <laughs> definitely not from a rescue. That was. From- I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, you, know, see, you learn. See, you were giving us all kinds of attitude. We did it with a rescue. <laughs> you were the one actually going to one of these fucking places. No, I want to hear I'm from you, saying, lady. This is your fault. I, I, I'm aware I live in a glass house. Yeah. I was just saying, <laughs> but there you yo. Are, there you are throwing stones anyway. 
Pick up the stones! I was not throwing... Okay, you're a little defensive. I was not throwing stones at you. I was saying we as a people should not do that anymore. That oh, is, I see. Yes, yes, that is true. Yes. We as and I remember when you got to hold a baby leopard. Yeah. Because Melly told me about it later and I was insanely jealous. You were. You were like, you should tell me next time you're going to do that. I was like, next that. time you're in the, the area with a baby leopard and you called me. I didn't even think about it because it, it was like weeks after we did it that I just like dropped it in a conversation and yeah. you're like time out push pause what is stop happening? stop rewind gonna need a detailed play by play of what happened with this baby cat it's it's true it's true so I a hundred percent would be one of those people that like it happens in northern California sometimes when they're like oh I found a kitten on the side of the road and then like three weeks later they're like oh no that's a bobcat yeah that cat will fucking kill you given the chance and you could tell because they don't Look meow like, they like they growl because yeah, they're grumpy. They're grumpy that this dumbass, like, pasty, you know, furless thing is now trying yeah. to take them. Yeah. It'd be grumples, too. Did you know that big cats can either uh, roar like a like a lion or, or purr. purr? Can't do both. I've heard. And leopards, I think, are usually the purrs versus They're the... They're purrs. So are cheetahs. Can, yeah. can all big cats make that chuffing noise? Yeah. Okay. The See? chirpy chirps? Yeah, that weird... I, I can't do it. Yeah. They make it. It's a sound. I think. It, it, I think it's literally called chuffing. Oh, that sounds. That sounds dirty. You. That sounds <laughs> like you ate some so bad Indian food. Out about this. It sounds like you ate some bad Indian food and now you're chuffing. Right. You know. It could, yeah. It, it could be part of it. But you know what? You know who doesn't chuff? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Booze and Bruce podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And all three of us can actually both growl, purr, and purr, and chuff. Chuffing, and also chuff. called Prustin, is the equivalent of a domestic cat's purr. It's a happy noise for big cats that can't purr. Oh. There you go. Look at this. What does it sound like? Do your best guesstimation of what that sounds like. Yes. Engineer Bob. That's a lie. That's a, that's a toot. Yeah. That's a, that's a toot. Okay, I'll try again. Engineer Bob. That's a questioning toot. Toot? That's more toots. These are all just toots. These are all just toots. These are all just toots. Engineer Bob is not going to give us chuffing, but what we are going to give you this week is a fine episode. Oh, the the best. The fanciest feast of episodes. There's no cats in this episode. There's There's absolutely no cats. We just had six minutes worth of quality cat content. So Well, and now that's all you're getting this whole hour long episode. You're welcome, listener. If you tuned in for cats, that's all you're getting. (laughs) Welcome to Cats and Crowlers. Nice. (laughs) That's your that's your spin-off show. Yeah. Specifically. I'm one of your hosts, Tuna Treats. What about (laughs) Cats and carafes, and we can change it to a coffee. coffee. And cats. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Considering you Cat. dislike, not dislike cats, you aren't fond of them. I don't like cats. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actively dislike them. I know. So you, you were nice on. to my cat. I know. This get you. You're because I like you, and a cat that <laughs> likes you is probably okay. <laughs> you know what? He's got more. Thank you. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yes. You know what? I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. Take it. Take the W. Exactly. <laughs> I will. It's like a W asterisk, but I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a well. Uh, yeah. But speaking anyway. of speaking of winning things. Oh, that's good. That's an even better tie. <laughs> our, 
our beer this week is from Abel Baker Brewing Company. Okay, I'm which an Abel Baker. is in oh, it's in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, which makes sense because that's where I bought this beer because they don't, don't sell, sell beer it. here in Utah. No, add to outsource. You had to drive a whole hour to get this beer. It's two hours. <laughs> two hours. That's right to get this beer. Arizona's yeah, about an hour. Yeah. Uh, so this is called Atomic Duck IPA, and it's got the cutest little yellow ducky. He's sitting on a little cartoon mushroom cloud. Yep. <laughs> nothing like nothing like yeah. good old uh, nuclear energy bomb yeah. explosion. So, humor. so I said Atomic. Let's do World War Two ghosts. That's right. And I was like, All right, that's cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go. So. There's, do you hear that knocking? Can yes. Can you hear me knocking? I don't know is, if that's our is neighbor. Is your neighbor putting up paintings? What is happening? It's possible. I don't, I think Engineer Bob is going to investigate to is see. Is someone knock, knock, knocking on your chamber door? Yeah. Three knock. Oh my God. Edgar Allan Poe walked out. <laughs> anyway. This is riveting podcasting this is right such now. Great podcast. Let's wait. Wait. We'll just wait for Engineer Bob to come back. Tell, uh, is it a ghost? If it's a ghost, this is great podcasting. Oh. So they're hanging up something. So, dear listeners, please. When you um, hear knocking in the background, it's not ghosts. We actually think it's our neighbors. So, yeah. so anyway, happens. World War Two. Speaking of knocking people on their asses, Vanessa, what do you got for us? Oh, I love that. I never know if no. I'm first or you're first. It's like a wonderful surprise every episode. That's right. I never know. Could I learn? Sure. sure. I just don't. Yeah, you just choose not to. You have yeah, choices. So I am going to. T- so World War Two. World War Two. We well, it's it. real bad. Yes. Um, and probably for um, for America, yeah. the worst part of it yes. was Pearl Harbor. That was a very bad part of it. It was real bad. That's how so we I'm gonna... sort of entered the war officially. Yeah. Yeah. So you could say that because it's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to tell you <laughs> about, about some but ghosts. <gasps> but ghosts? Polka. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about the USS Arizona. Oh, Arizona. So the USS Arizona, named after the state Arizona, in case you didn't know, Wikipedia oh. gave like two sentences to how it's named after a goddamn state. We got it. I was I was concerned. I wasn't sure if it was named after like Jesse, Arizona. Yeah. You know, who was like prominent World War One kind of yeah. chief commander. I'm glad that it clarified. Thank you, Wikipedia, yeah, for telling yeah. me. Arizona. State. Yep. Um, also known as the BB-39. To those in the know. Oh, not BB-8? No, BB-39. When you got that inside info here on, on inside the boats. boats. Knowledge. B- inside boats. And in case you were curious, the USS Arizona is a Pennsylvania class super dreadnought. Sure. Yet. It's a That sounds very impressive. It's super dreadnought. You know, How it's not cool that, that impressive because it got blown up. Spoilers. Spoilers. It got super blown up. <laughs> oh, I see what you did In a there. dreadful manner. <laughs> in a yeah. dreadful manner. Um, so the boat, the Biet, was originally commissioned in 1916. Um, it saw absolutely no action in World War One. Didn't leave America. Oh. Just hung out here. Hey, you know what? It was... It's fine. You know what? It, it, that's how I would have chosen to be in World War One. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It stayed right here. Uh, the only action it saw uh, before World War Two. Was in 1919 when they sent it to Turkey for the Greco-Turkish War, which, one, did you know that Greece and Turkey had a war? And two, did you know that America sent battleships? So I knew the Greeks and the Turks did not like each other, but I didn't know that there was war. And I had no idea that we were like 
here want some boats in the mediterranean go yeah we sent at least one i know we sent at least one because it was this one it was was that one i've never Uh, even heard of this war me me neither uh did i hover over the hyperlink to see what it was about no you know what i'm already trying to explain one war i don't understand i bet it was about the use of spices that's all so it's a pretty good guess with old-timey wars olive oil about these motherfuckers are passionate about saffron yes uh turmeric um so afterwards it came home and it joined the pacific fleet and it stayed with our uh, american pacific fleet for the rest of its days okay um it was docked off of uh, like in la harbor Mm -hmm. um it was mostly used for training exercises uh there was a huge earthquake in long beach in 1933 and when like people needed places to stay they send a bunch of people to live on the biat oh Oh, that's nice. I suppose yeah. there are sort of living quarters if you don't mind being on top of each other. I think if it was that or rubble. Yeah, you I'd know? go with the boat. I'd go with the boat. You go with the boat. Yeah. Um, in 1934, it was the star of a James Cagney film called Here Comes the Navy. <laughs> which was about, quote, the troubled life of a sailor. That sounds pretty homoerotic, if you ask yep, me. Yep, super I was does. Say, I was yeah. like, is yep. this like veiled gay stuff in I older so. times? I think so. Yeah. You sunk my battleship. Yeah. And would you like, That's I'm what sad. I had. You know With what your will, submarine. Yeah. And what will cheer in me up. In my inlet. What cheers me up is a torpedo in my blowhole. <laughs> right know. in the porthole. Right, right in, in the, the porthole. That. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then, uh, in April of 1940, they moved the entire Pacific fleet, including the USS Arizona to Pearl Harbor to defend against Japanese biots because Japan and China fight, fight, fight. And America said, okay, Hawaii is the closest. We're going to send all our biots there. Yeah. We're going to. Turns out it's not a great idea. No. Wasn't super great. They ran a bunch of test drills to be like, what would happen if Japan attacked? And every single time they were like, well, we're fucked. (laughs) Did, all bad all bad did they, every time did they take that internalize the information and make changes no, no. they did not no no they but, did not but we knew i the can results. only assume because white men mm-hmm. they're like well we know the answer and you know what let's be clear like, everybody's afraid of america japan would never attack yeah, they would never fucking bad they would never yep. so then uh early morning of december 7th 1941 353 Japanese planes attacked the entirety of Pearl Harbor. It's called like Ford's Landing or something is what that area where all the the lagoon where all the biats were. Mm-hmm. I prefer and Chevy's it, Landing. Yeah. American <laughs> trucks. American made, not Toyota Landing. Yeah. No. They were attacked you by Toyota. Driving a Nissan truck. <laughs> Nissan's Landing. Um, so the attack sank four battleships, destroyed 188 planes, which was a lot of our planes. That's a lot of planes. Um, 2,402 people died and an additional 1,282 people were injured. Mm -hmm. But our focus, I cannot explain all of Pearl Harbor to you. It is too much. Lots of awful things happened. Lots of people died. Roosevelt knew about it. There we go, baby. We're going to get to it. Okay, good. Because Roosevelt knew. He sacrificed those boats. Boat sacrifice. Uh, it's like, these aren't the even great boats. They're not, they were, I mean, they were, I mean, this boat it was built in 1916. That's a good, a, it, hey, it's that's not a, a new boat. But it's a super dreadnought. But it's We super. needed super duper dreadnoughts that were more <laughs> recently built for this war in yeah. the 40s. 
shit. So at 7.55 is when the air raid siren, 7.55 in the morning is when the air raid sirens went off. And by eight o'clock, the first attacks were underway. Ooh, five minutes so they had is not a lot of time. Five minutes of warning. Uh, very early in the morning. Um, so by 8 a.m., 10 planes were like off from the from the pack to attack the Arizona. So 10 okay. planes went specifically after the Arizona. The Arizona is one of like seven big battleships there, right. you know? Um, so of those 10 planes, they all sent like the huge bombs that they yeah. got on those fucking planes. So they had four direct hits on the boat and three near misses that were close enough to the boat that they did structural damage to the outside of the boat. Okay, so they were successful. So they really hit this boat seven out of 10 times. That's, that's a good accuracy man yes so by uh so that was the the first the first round as they went through these 10 and then some planes came behind them and by 806 uh it took one additional shell to the forward part of the boat Mm -hmm. which is where there is an armored deck which is why there i went a little bit down a rabbit hole that boat stuff boat parts no it smelled very much like like jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams oh Mm. i see they really there was there's a because they don't know why the boat sank so there's a lot of like why did this happen the boat sank we blew it up because we were trying to get ourselves into that war Maybe. Maybe there are lots of people on the internet who do think that people on the internet have a lot of strong opinions people about a variety have of things. People cracked a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah, it you is awful. Mean? Have you heard about these pizza places that have the children <laughs> in them? <laughs> um. So what we do know is that this fifth bomb hit the forward part of the boat, okay. and seven seconds later, the entire fucking boat exploded. Whoa! It exploded from the inside out. Bite. Um. It basically cracked the boat in two, cracked Ooh. it lengthwise, like snapped okay. it like a pretzel. Oh. Yeah. So they it, what you're that- saying is it was a delicious boat. It was that a was delicious, tasty. crunchy well, boat. Oh, cheese sauce on that? Crunchy cheese. Crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside, lightly salted. Yeah, yeah. delicious. Little, the best. A, After a, it cracks in half. A little warm straight out of the oven. Dip, yes. dip it directly in some cheese sauce. You won't. You, you couldn't find a better day at a ball game <laughs> than by so, eating this boat. <clears throat> they think what happened is it... It, the the torpedo managed to go through the armored plating and into the armory. Yes, where they stored all the explosives. It's like smokeless black powder. Yeah. The so basically, it, the exploding part. Yeah, it hit the exploding part of the boat, and then the boat exploded. Yeah, but it shouldn't have been able to get through that part of the boat. And that room should have been like air sealed. So there shouldn't have been enough oxygen to keep a fire going. And that kind of black powder like doesn't ignite very easily. Certainly not in seven seconds. Right, right. So there's a lot of like, so how? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of that on the internet. There's a, I'm, I get it, man. Yeah. What I do know is that this explosion of this boat was so fucking big. It lifted the entire boat off the water then slammed it back down into the water where it broke into two pieces. Ooh. It sent out a shockwave for miles, so much so that it put out other fires. Oh. Other boats and planes that were on fire, the shockwave of this explosion put out other fires. Well, so it was helpful. It yeah. sacrificed Shh. itself, again, for the greater good. Yeah, I think there's sure. something that the modern uh, fire departments really could take from this is like hey is there a, is there a building on fire in your town blow up another one you're set, off a, set off a giant bomb explosion next thing you know all the fires go out all the fires this out. is a two birds uh, one stone situation well not all the fire because the arizona itself remained on fire for about two and a half days 
you know what? You can focus your energies though all on the one boat instead yeah. of having to focus your energies on six boats. Instead of yeah, because like right now instead of having two big fires, they had one, one big really fire. big fire. One big fire. True. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, in this fire, there were probably uh, a lot of people in that. This boat. fire killed one thousand one hundred and seventy-seven people. What now you will remember that the entirety of this invasion. Killed 2,400 people. So almost half of those losses were on the Arizona. Just on that big boat. On that one big boat. they sleeping on the boat that morning. It is like nearly half of the people who died in Pearl Harbor. Jesus. Um, And it killed. Like, That's only why it was like, a super dreadnought. Yeah. Only yeah. like 140 people got off the boat. Oof. Super yeah, Managed to get off the boat. Sadness. Not not enough people got off. <laughs> not enough people. <clears throat> not enough fireproofing. No. Um, so they try, so like the other Buttes that were sunk in Pearl Harbor, they managed to pull up, they used for parts, they managed to put some of them back together, put them back out because they spent a ton of money on this goddamn boat. They're like, we're going to fix that. Yeah. The Arizona unfixable. I fucking. It's in pieces, man. It burned for two days. It burned for two days and then it sank into like, like the Titanic. Mm -hmm. It sank down into two pieces. They were like, we can't do anything with this. No. At that point, Um, cut your losses. Well, they really couldn't do anything with it because they pulled, they managed to pull off 107 bodies off the deck Mm -hmm. that they were able to identify. They pulled off some additional part pieces. Yeah. That they put in the there's a Pacific Memorial for mm-hmm. World War II. They they've put them in a mass grave over there. Okay, but basically there's a thousand and seventy people left in the boat. Yeah, who the Navy just never tried to get out. They were like, there's no way to respectfully remove their bodies no. after they've burned for two days and sunk. Yeah, I feel like they're fused. They're actually part of that boat now. You're going to have to like yeah. chisel yeah. them off. And that's just disrespectful. They'd fuse with the boat. They were now more boat than, than man. man. This yeah, summer on ABC. Watch man boat. Man boat. Man boat. <laughs> dread man. Dread man, not boat. Dread man. Dread <laughs> not boat. That's what, that's what he says. I'm a man, not boat. Not a <laughs> One man, str- one man boat struggle for humanity. I, I wanna wa- I'm, I'm sorry, gonna, I didn't mean to derail, but I want to watch this fucking show. You should write I, the you pilot. You definitely would watch that show. I would watch the shit out of that. Dear, show. start writing the pilot. Okay. Anyway, so because half the pe- basically half the people who died at Pearl Harbor died on this boat, and most of those people stayed with the boat. The boat. Yeah. Um. They were there was immediately talks of like we need to build a memorial here. This was at the time the worst thing that had happened to America. Yeah. It stayed that way so, for a pretty long time. Yeah, so they were, so the, uh, the first talk of a more memorial came in 1946 when Robert Ripley of Ripley's, Ripley's Believe, Believe It or, or not, not, okay. I don't believe went, it. Shut up. Went to, t- went to like see the, because um, it sank in fairly shallow water. You mm. can see where Ripley. it is. Oh, okay. You can see the butt. Oh, nice. If you've ever been to the memorial, you can see the boat. Oh, um, so Ripley was like, I'm going to build this great ass memorial for all of these fallen soldiers. And then he talked to the government about it. And the government was like, cool, are you going to pay for it? And he's like, oh, no. oh, fu- I'm not paying for it. No, are you so paying then they for sc- it? So then they scrapped all those plans because his plan was like super expensive. Well, I'm sure he was thinking, well, the government clearly is going to pay for yeah. it. So he's going to make the biggest and bestest memorial. Yeah. No, I don't blame no. him. You know what? I would have done the same. Hey, man, so you then- know what? You, you aim for the stars and sometimes land on the roof, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yep. You aim for the stars and sometimes you land in a garbage heap. Yep. Um, so then they they like put up a plaque and they put a flag over it and like they did little things, but there wasn't a big memorial until Eisenhower approved it in 1958. And a lot of this was delayed because of the what's that? Korean Co- War? Korea, Vietnam. Yeah. Korea was first. Korea. They were busy with other, other wars, wars. Yeah. That yeah. did not involve Greece or Turkey. No. And no. so we didn't have time to build a memorial. Or Turkey Greece. <laughs> the Great Thanksgiving War of 1894. <laughs> Between Greek olives and Turkey Greece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds I would delicious. I would eat that war. Yeah, that war I was sounds, sounds kind of tasty. Yeah. Briny. Um so the government was like, "Yep, we're going to build a memorial. It's going to cost $500,000 and it's going to be entirely privately funded." So the government gave the okay and then said, and then "But we're, we're like, not paying, we're paying for it." Paying for it. Man, are we cheap? But then they did They did end up paying for some of it, I think, because they couldn't raise the money. A lot of money came from Hawaii. The state of Hawaii paid wow. for a lot of it, which doesn't seem super fair. No. But then they also raised money. And this is the 50s, so $500,000 was a lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. But they raised money by, they did it like basically a telethon where they trotted out the like rear admiral who was this surviving senior officer from the Arizona to talk about what it was like when the Arizona sang. Oh God. And the, to raise money on TV. Please read oh, it. Like, it was like, it was fucked up. It we was, it fucking trauma. sucked guys. It sucked. Man, that's guys had flashbacks on live television. Yeah. For money. For money. And that yep. he does not see any of. Well, he, but it was for his like fallen brethren. Still- um, and then Elvis Presley did a benefit concert. Oh, good. Thank God which, for like, Elvis. Raised like 60 grand. It like didn't raise that oh, much money. That's and when then, Elvis decided it was all for downhill and onto the toilet from there. He, yeah. He didn't perform for like another eight years after that because the numbers were so shitty. Elvis, man, you're not doing enough. But they made a lot of money by selling promotional models of the Arizona. They made little toy boats that they sold for profit and used the profit to help build the war memorial. Okay. That was a pretty good idea. Everybody loves boats. So if you've ever seen the memorial, it is supposed to look like a bridge over the wreckage. It's only accessible by ferry. It is people call it the squished milk carton because that's what it looks like. It's white and rectangular and it's smooshy in the middle. It's okay. Sweet. I so love memorials that look like milk curtains. Yeah, it's smooshy in the middle. I love um, milk. It it's not that big. I think it only holds like 200 or 250 people at a time. It's a ticketed thing. You have to get a ticket mm-hmm. to go out on the ferry to it. Right. Just like um, the Statue of Liberty. Yes. Um but as you there's like the memorial has the names of everyone who died, the names of the people who survived. Um and y- and they, they've actually like started this program where if someone who served on the Arizona wants to have their ashes interned in the wreckage, they'll they do it. Yeah. I read yeah. a story in the Times like last year, total sidebar of a guy who wanted to do that. Yeah. So it's like his family, their family would have to arrange for them. To, and it's only ashes. It's not bodies. But yes. you can have Navy divers go down there and inter and, your ashes yeah. with the Arizona, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think that was nice. I think most survivors have done that. Yeah. Oh. Um, but it so it go it goes directly over the boat. They kind of make a an X, so mm-hmm. they're perpendicular to one another. Okay. Um, and you, as I said, it's fairly shallow water there. So from on a clear day, a bright day, you can see down into the wreckage mm. because they took off the what's it called the the top the top the of boat the boat. Hat. 
superstructure. They took the sure. superstructure off, so the hat of the boat. So okay. it's just the whole. Now of it's the just boat. a dreadnought. Yeah. <sighs> Because they took the super part off. Super, yeah. They took this. Yes, These now are the jokes, people. Just a dreadnought. <laughs> this is why you stick around. Um, but yeah, you can see down into it, and because they uh, weren't ever able to remove the wreckage or do anything from the wreckage, it still has oil in it. Oh god! So it still is very slowly leaking oil. So you can see these like oil slicks on the top of the water sometimes, mm-hmm. and they call those the tears of the Arizona. Ooh, Brody. Um, I know. And they're apparently keeping track to make sure it doesn't like harm the fish. Because I, I was like, makes sense. Because I, I have been there and there really are oil slicks. And I remember thinking they should really clean that. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think. You would think. Yeah. And you can you can see down into it on a bright day on a like cloudy day. You probably because it's low enough that if it isn't sunny, you wouldn't have enough to see mm-hmm. down into the water. Mm-hmm. But there are parts of the boat that still kind of stick out. And at low tide, there's more of parts of the boat that stick out. Okay. Um, what about a medium tide? Uh, then nothing. Then you get nothing. Closer well, to the surface. Out. like medium amount of things you can see then. Okay, well that tracks. I'm glad that <laughs> physics are being observed by this fucking boat. Yeah, the physics of the ocean do apply to this Incredible. area. Incredible. <clears throat> I didn't see it coming. Um, so the museum, which is on the mainland just off the coast from uh, just where the Arizona is, uh, there's a big museum there. There's a, I think the SS Missouri is there. There's another ship that was attacked but didn't sink, obviously. There's like tanks and stuff. There's a whole museum about World War II and Pearl Harbor there. And throughout the memorial, so the floating bridge and the museum, it is haunted by one ghost. Oh, just one dude? affectionately nicknamed Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Charlie. And Charlie is a good time guy. He just plays little pranks on all the people who work there. Nice. They were really like, so we're like, could be some bad vibes. They bring in mediums and stuff. And the mediums are always like, he. it's one dude. He's in a good mood. <laughs> one He's guy telling jokes. He's having a laugh. He, lo- he fucking loved this boat, you guys. Yeah. He really, he loved the... They're not sure who he was. That's why they call him Charlie. And he does like normal ghosty stuff. Like he'll, uh, he opens and closes doors. Even big, heavy, like they have like bulkhead doors of like, this is what the doors in the boat were like. He'll oh, okay. open and close that door. Doors too big for a single man. Charlie can open them. Charlie can do it. Super Charlie. Um, he will like, like there's a part of the museum where you have to turn off the lights and then walk all the way through a dark hallway to get out. And so you'll turn off the lights and start walking. You get halfway through, he'll turn the lights back on yep. and you have to go back and like turn the lights out again and and he then like you to get your steps in and sometimes you'll like walk all the way and then you'll hear his footsteps like you'll hear him tippy tapping back to the lights turn the lights back on buddy i'm trying to leave um, he turns the faucets off and on in the bathroom um sir and we're wasting water wasting water we're in the middle of a water crisis charlie, yeah. charlie. but i uh, guess they weren't back in the 40s they weren't so. in the 40s know. yeah yeah Charlie doesn't care about the environment. It was no, the 40s. Charlie's also yeah. dead. He certainly doesn't care Charlie about the used environment. To just, uh, Charlie would take a shit anywhere. That's one of yeah. the things we know He'd about. shit right on an endangered frog. He doesn't yeah. care. Cool. Charlie cool doesn't care. Here. Nice frog. I'm <laughs> shitting on him. Nice frog. Poop. Plotch. Um, Charlie's favorite thing to do, though, is he likes to turn uh, radios off and on. So that includes like a radio like to listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. But also like people's like walkie talkie radios. Oh. So lots of times he'll turn a radio on and then like turn it to a different channel. And people will be like, oh, it's like making weird static. And they'll be like, hello. And then other people on the radio will be like, it's just Charlie. 
It's Charlie, it's, guys. He got really sick of listening to this one channel. So yeah. he's trying he, to find, you know, the country radio station. Uh, the the radio itself, like the radio that plays music, he turns it to jazz. He likes jazz. Oh, he's a jazz man. <laughs> he likes jazz. And the walkie-talkie radios, he he likes to turn them and like make clicky clicks with it, oh. you know? And so much so that people are just like, yeah, that's just Charlie. Totally like they don't enough. even worry about it anymore. Until the one day when they have to worry about it. Charlie's been lulling them into this false sense of security for the past 70 years. Yeah. Uh, And they say sometimes they'll feel like someone's walking behind them and they'll uh, turn around and there's no one there. And then they turn back around. They hear the jingling of keys. Mm. Mm. So they're like, all of that is Charlie. But Charlie's just having a good time. Charlie's Charlie's just walking around with keys. He's just playing funny jokes on all these people. But there is actually one other ghost that's Mm -hmm. not in the museum, but on in the what remains of the USS Arizona itself. Oh, oh. a water ghost. Oh, is he Mm. happy ghost or no? He is not. So apparently there is this story that one of the young men who was assigned to the USS Arizona as the first few bombs hit the boat, Mm -hmm. he got scared. Yeah. And tried to run away. Oh, what a pussy. So. So he abandoned his post and Although ran away. And a- apparently lots of people saw, you know, the people who made it off the boat alive. Some yeah. of them saw him doing this. He then got caught up in one of the other explosions and didn't make it off the boat. Uh, but people say that like this young man was so scared he ran away from it. I understand. It I would have probably, probably been real scary. Well, yeah, there's bo- like you're you're sitting there chilling, probably having like your morning coffee. And then all of a sudden your shit is being blown up and like your buddies, yeah. you've got like fucking arms flying at you. You're over here trying no. to shit on these frogs. Yeah. yeah. You just want to shit yes. on frogs. I'd run. I'd and run. in his in his defense, he was probably didn't running because he didn't want to die. No. And he did die. So he in had a end, right to be afraid. Yeah. Like his his end result going to be the same regardless. Yes. Um, but so they say that this young man who was like probably caught in these final moments of trying to run away and not making it in time um, haunts the wreckage of the Arizona itself. Uh, they say that over this very this one specific part of the boat, like up towards the front mm-hmm. where the final bomb hit, um, like divers or other boaters who can go over that part of the wreckage um, say that like whenever they they try and not go over this one. One specific part because they're like yeah there's this weird patch right there where you just you feel really sad and then you get really really afraid and then it you are just feel like your body is exploding in pain Ooh, like you just feel like you're dying from the inside out there's fire everywhere and you have to like get out of that space accurate yes that that sounds probably you, like well, how this that, man died you feel that on the tour no, so that is not divers. part of where... Oh, diver. That's oh, okay. not where it goes. So if you think about the memorial and the boat making an X, so yeah. the, right, really, right, right, the right, right, biggest right. overlap is at the middle, and this is like at the very fronty part of the boat. Got it, okay. So, but like divers go down there and like other... I was going to say, I don't. <laughs> this doesn't sound like a fun tour to me. No. I, I, and I was trying to we, absorb some history, and I'm, I'm trying to take a dump, and then I feel like I exploded. That's not fun. Yes. Nobody likes and that. There's no, like... Y- the three of us couldn't get over there. You know, it's all mm-hmm. military land. Like there's oh. there's no one who would give us a boat and let us go over there. Okay. You know? What if I slipped him like twenty bucks? 
Uh, no. I think that's what military jail is for. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say big uh, Whatever. no on that one. It was a no to that. Whatever. But they're, of the of the Navy divers that do go down there, they also try and avoid the spot because they're like, no, 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 no. Like, that's a really bad spot to be in. And they're like, sometimes you'll see a darkened shadow that's person-shaped running along that front part of the, of the boat. Oh. Um, and there's been a couple accounts that I found of like when it's very low tide, that front part of the boat does pop a little bit out of the water and they'll see the shadow of a man running along the top of the water. Oh, like he's trying to run off the boat and running along the top of the water. He's got superpowers. He's Jesus. He's, well, yeah, because he's dead now. Oh. oh, and that is the ghosts, the two <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> Really yin and yang ghosts yeah. of the USS Arizona, which died in World War II. In World, World War II, II ghost. Boom. Got it. Assignment. Boom, ghost. Assignment it done. Checked it. it off. It isn't even what it meant to you. It's what it really meant. It's I'm what it proud. really was. I fully understood the assignment. I'm so proud of you. Really amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, hang out for a minute. I'll yell at you and then we'll come back. It's going to be even more great stories. You're going to love these stories. Hey everybody, it's your old pal, Engineer Bob, creator of the great Man Boat Show on the new CBS. Hey, you know what you should do is go to iTunes and submit a review for our show. Why haven't you done it yet? Five stars say nice words. Do that, but what you should do, more, even more importantly than that, is go to patreon.com slash boozeandbrews where we have audio episodes, video episodes, show sketches I do. Great time. Waste your money, but waste it on us. This holiday season, give yourself the gift of laughter. Also, social media websites. We've got them, you got them. Come talk to us. we got a Twitter at boozeandbrews. we got a Facebook at boozeandbrews. we got an Instagram at boozeandbrews podcast. All right, enough out of me. Back to the show. In that very minimal break we had, I completely forgot how to do this show. I was like, wait, what do I hit? What do what I press? Doing? What do I do? Wait, I have to talk into a microphone? hit that record button, baby, so we can get these words out of our mouths and Is into there the a internet. space bar involved? No. I don't know how we do it on your end. There are button <laughs> clicks on our end. On this end, it's all mouse clicks because my computer is, is old. <laughs> you say fucked, I say old. Oh, yeah. No, it's fucked. I should take a... Hey, uh, everybody... It, Go go on to Patreon and get them undies so I can get me a new computer because <laughs> this thing is really on its last legs. I should take a picture of it so you can see how fat it is. Fat with exploded <laughs> batteries. It's, yeah. She's thick. She, she yeah. thick. That battery thick. She's thick. Um, speaking of thick. Nope. That's a bad. That's just a bad segue. <laughs> nope. Um, nope. Speaking of dying slowly. Yes. There on stage. Go. Let us talk about uh, more World War II ghosts, which. Oh, man. I also went the Japanish route, like yeah. you had Pearl Harbor, and now I'm going to tell you about the ghosts on the island of Saipan. There we go. Which is an island where we fought Japanese people. Great. That's great. great. about it so we might learn what you have already learned. All right. Well, please sit down and listen. Put on your listening hats, kids. I'm going to tell you about Saipan. Your hats for listening. The largest of the islands that make up the Northern Mariana Islands... Oh, yeah. Saipan right, is located yeah. in the Pacific Ocean. Is um, it really? It is. It's about 120 miles north of Guam. And if you have no idea where Guam is, let me tell you, that is kind of if you make a triangle with China at like the tippy top of the triangle, and then you kind of go out. So it's a nice south please. So then you go out and then you have um, Japan and then you have the Philippines. It's kind of in the middle. Now, what is the what is the angle of the... Uh Tr- top of the triangle so is that I like might understand China. how wide is, or how narrow this isosceles well, so it's like triangle between, is. It's like between Japan and the Philippines okay. with like 
China being the the kind of center point. Yeah, so if you I just, still so have no idea where triangle? the fuck this place is. You know what? It's in the middle of the fucking ocean. There we go. Okay, so, got it. Got yep. it. It's in the middle of the Pacific fucking ocean. Fucking ocean. Geography it's, nerds, look it up. Look it up. It's it's like in between the Philippines and Japan, but it's like square in the middle of the fucking ocean. Anyway, um, today Saipan is a Commonwealth of the United States. You know that big, you know that big island on the top of Japan, that big fat one that's kind of shaped like a like a like a duck head, yeah, or like a blue jay head or whatever. Just go straight down, and then like right in the middle between Papua New Guinea. There you go. There it is. Straight down. Straight down. More, straight down. Baby. More information for you geography nerds, and for I those of you who you don't care, nerds are out there. That's right. <laughs> There, you're there, you're there, and man, are you excited. So anyway. It's in, yeah. it's in the ocean part of the ocean. Yeah, it is in the ocean part of the ocean. Guam, pretty wet. Get wet. Jesus. So anyway. Guam, super moist. Saipan, slightly less moist. Anyway, Saipan, Commonwealth of the United States, just like Guam, right? We've established they're American, yes. but probably not American-American. Not yeah. American. Taxation without representation. You'll love to see You'll it. Love You'll love to, to see, see it. it. Representation of moist-ass ghosts. <sighs> yeah. Mm. So mm. while today Saipan is a Commonwealth of the U.S., it has a long, long history of colonization that dates back to well before the U.S. was even a country. I can imagine. Um, they have found evidence of civilization of peoples living on the island for at least 4,000 years. Um, however, the last 400 or so have been marked by other people deciding they own that island got it white people coming in taking so over europeans things. european well and asian people japan also yeah colonized. look just because oh, it's okay. an island it means people like it because it's got a tropical feel it's great everybody loves to sip coconut drinks yep yeah everybody Every, so everybody. guess what if you got an island out there we're coming for you we're gonna take it <laughs> i'm gonna take your coconuts take your fucking coconuts <laughs> take it i'm coming for you and your fucking coconuts i'm putting God. a goddamn cabana up on that bitch and it's mine now okay this is mine <laughs> So I will fan myself with some puck, fucking palm fronds and you try and stop me. Shit, yeah. You make me. So the Spanish put formally, grapes in my mouth, you peon. So the grapes, the grapes, Jesus Christ. The grapes, the grapes, the Spanish formally occupied Saipan in 1668, but had had people living on the island and businesses kind of on the island for nearly 100 years. Okay. Um, so during this initial occupation, a huge chunk, I'd say a vast majority of the native population um, died. Thanks of smallpox? Um, no, not of palm fronds. They died of disease. I said smallpox. Well, I heard palm fronds and I was like, no, girl, they didn't <laughs> palm beat front them. Attack. They didn't beat them to death. <laughs> with like, palm wait, what? Yes, yeah, smallpox. They we died don't of talk about Palm frond tree monsters. We don't. Palm frond on palm frond violence. Violence. These it needs to be spoken of. Palm tree beasts. <laughs> yeah. They're fucking animals. Palm yes. fronds. No. Smallpox. <laughs> I thought you were being funny. No. Rickettsial no. pox? Yes. No, no, no. So you are correct. Yes, they died of disease, particularly smallpox. Um, and they also died over fights over land because the Spanish, again, they were like, I know you live here, but now I live here. I'm going to kill you for your land. And I have guns. And I have guns and you don't. Yeah. Um, so those that remained and then those poor souls who actually remained were then exiled to Guam. Oh, they, they like you can't even live where here they, anymore. Where they got so moist. They got so much more moist on Guam. Hell yeah. So much more moist. Moister. And then and then all the guys were like, oh, shit. All of these prisoners that we've exiled. 
They have incredible they, skin. Yeah. They look been at this moist Im- skin. They've been emoistened with so much shea butter and moisture. We need to take this island Probably back. Probably the coconut oil. I bet it's the coconut oil. Th- there's a coconut heavy state. There's a coconut heavy, heavy economy island. down Territory. there. For sure. It's Territory. just all palm fronds murdering you and coconut oil and moistening you. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Yeah. They whip you. Oh, they, they lather you with the coconut oil and then they beat you to death with the palm frond and that's how you die. What a way uh, to go, I, though. People pay good money for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's there are clubs you know, in New York where there's like $2,000 a minute, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yet they're doing it for free in, on Saipan. Think about it. Think about it. Anyway, um, in the 1800s, people from Sartawal, which is another island in the Pacific, were brought into Saipan to work, which led to even more native people losing their land. So I think today, native population on Saipan is like 2%. Oh, God. So they imported uh, other people to yeah. do work. Yeah. So instead of bringing back the actual people who own the land, they were like, I'm going to import others. And they just are going to now own. Yep, That's stuff. how it goes, man. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Um, so after the. Fails all the time. Fuck. So after the Spanish-American War uh, in the late 1890s, Saipan was briefly occupied by the United States before we sold the island, which again. Does Which not really we belong to us. Didn't own. We didn't own, but yet we sold it to the German Empire in 1899. Great, because right. you know Germany, they didn't do anything wrong. No, no. Well, they weren't Germany quite yet. They were still the German Empire. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, we're not going to live to regret that. No, not at all. Um, so the German Empire basically did nothing with the island. They just sort of owned it. They set it up as sort of their little trade hub, but they let the Spanish landowners stay. And kind of occupy, but they owned it. And they're like, we're going to set this up as a major hub and then did nothing with it. Cool. Um, Germany controlled Saipan until World War One, when it was captured by the Japanese in 1914. And then the League of Nations officially awarded, again, formal control, of which you have no rights to do. But yet they said, you have formal control. Um, in 1919, and Japan occupied the island until the end of World War II. Got it. So a bunch of people just giving away islands they don't, don't live belong. on to other people who Correct. don't live there. Yep. Yep. Could you Great. imagine? You have Older three. Times, you have I can. I can imagine of, it. Yeah. It's awful. God. Just not fun. So during World War II, the island was considered the last line, kind of like Hawaii was like our line of defense to the mainland United States. Saipan was considered the last um, line of defense to the island of Japan. So the Got Japanese it. heavily fortified this island. They're like, we are going to fight to, you know, make sure that nobody takes this island. For their right to party. They are going to fight for their right to party. And party, they did. Um, and initially, the United States was not going to even attack Saipan. They were like, we're going to go around to other islands that Japan occupied at the time. But I want to say in like late or late 1943, early 1944, the U.S. was like, no, 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 this is where we need to hit them. If we can somehow manage to gain control of the island, we will then further crush them until we drop a bomb on them and kill everybody. Yeah. Multiple bombs. Multiple. Two. Yeah. Two of them yeah. to be exact. Just in case the first one didn't send the right message. Yeah. yeah. The second one really. Really driving it home. We really mean business. Mm-hmm. So on June We are 13th, grumpy. Have some cancer. We are forever. Grumpy. We're grumpy. Here's cancer. Yep. Forever. Yeah. Here's some forever. cancer for your great, great grandchildren. I hope you didn't need this drinking water. Enjoy Ugh. this forever, cancer. We didn't need to drop it in the first place. No. No, we didn't. Um, 
because the war after this battle was basically lost. But anyway, not neither here. Yeah, that, that's point. not what we're talking yep, about. That's we're not trying the to show. have fun. That's we're, <laughs> we're telling each other amusing ghost stories. So on June, <laughs> let's yeah, we do like to talk about how America's bad, but we do it in a funny way. Yeah, in a sort of funny way. So on June 13th, 1944, seven battleships, 11 destroyers and 10 minesweepers began their uh, assault how? on the island from the water. How many super dreadnoughts? You know what? I did not look. I'm going to say 75. Okay. 75 super dreadnoughts. Yeah. How many board accountants were playing Minesweeper? 12. Nice. Okay. Um, the next day, another group of ships uh, better equipped for shore bombardment. That was so, a like, Windows operating system. That joke. really was. <laughs> that that really was. Yeah. That was for a very small subset yeah. of our, our listeners. Yeah. No, I think you. everyone understood that joke. <laughs> everyone has been that board accountant. Everyone's like, that's hilarious. I love Except that we, I hope we do have some listeners who are youths who have no, have no idea what, idea we're, talking what about. we're talking about. Google it. But you elder millennials, you know what we're talking you about. You definitely know. You, elder millennials and older know and what we're Gen talking Xers, about. And Gen Xers, you guys got this. Um. So anyway, the, the first initial assault, they were really far back. So they were just kind of like lobbing bombs and stuff at the island. Got it. So Got the it. next day, um, another group of ships. Now, these ones were better equipped for direct shore bombardment. Okay. Um, they arrived and they too began, you know, kind of shooting the shit out of the island. And in fact, a tie to your story, Tuna, is four of the seven battleships during this shore bombardment were survivors of the attack on Pearl Harbor. Oh, man. You so know what they, wasn't there? The Arizona. Because it's an ocean. He, that ship was definitely. He take long sleepies. He's forever asleep yep. at the bottom He's of the sleepy. ocean. Um, actual people. Except, except for uh, during low tide when he pokes his nose out. Right. And yes. then you kind of give him little scratches. Just say hi. And then he dips his head back down. What a guy. And he just continues to poison the ecosystem. The ocean with it, with his diesel fuel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we could fix the problem, but why would we? Um, well, me, why uh, bother? Give, That's well, actually, I feel like the American like motto at this point. We could fix it, but why bother? Yeah. We could fix it, but it's expensive. And be like, hey, well, are, are we dropping hazardous waste into the ocean? Why don't we just give it a, a cute name, like the tears of the, yeah, of the, the Arizona. Arizona. Of the Arizona. And now no one gets angry <laughs> that now all the people fish think are it's dying. poetic. It's oh, the boat is crying because it's dead. So the ocean is crying because you're killing it. But the boat, think of the sailors, don't be but unpatriotic. The fish have three heads. I know, but it's a sad boat. <laughs> There's a thousand people down there. Yeah, you should feel bad for them. Uh, anyway, actual people began arriving for direct land assault um, June 15th to 16th. So it was basically like a three-day welcome America is now attacking. Um, okay. This uh, American attack on the north side of the island caught the J uh, Japanese by surprise. They thought that we were coming from the south, so they were pretty unprepared for this northern assault. Oh, uh, we know what that feels like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we know what it's like to have five minutes of preparation. We yeah, know what yeah. it's like to have a, a war of northern aggression. <laughs> <laughs> we do. That was a great joke, Bob. <laughs> that was, that was a really solid joke telling right there. I think Damn you it. win the episode. So you shouldn't. You know what, babe? You shouldn't. No, Anyways. you don't win. Calm down. <laughs> it was good. It wasn't that good. Let's also be clear. This is about us, not about yeah. You. Calm anyway. your tits, man. <laughs> so, because the Japanese were unprepared, they suffered very heavy losses dur during the ensuing fighting. 
Um, but that wouldn't crush the good old Japanese spirit who were determined to keep fighting until every last one of them was dead. Oh, fun. That's the good old Japanese fighting spirit. So fighting continued until July 9th. So consistent fighting from June 15th, oh, actually like, June that's 13th like to July 20 night. days. Yes. There's a lot of fighting. A lot um, of stick to Yes. And by July 9th, that's when essentially all of the Japanese soldiers were either dead or captured. Um, two days before securing the island, the remaining 4,000 or so able-bodied Japanese soldiers led their final bonsai charge. And behind these able-bodied 4,000 soldiers were those that were already wounded, but still going to fight to the death. So you had dudes that were like hobbling on uh, crutches, holding a gun with like the one hand they have left. And they were like, I'm going out fighting. Wow. You have this initial assault wow. and they wiped out because they were on a final suicide charge. They took out an almost an entire regiment of American soldiers because they were just like, fuck it. And they just kept coming, kept they coming, were kept coming. Crazy. Cause they yeah, were cause they, crazy. They weren't fighting to win. They, no, were, they fighting were fighting to, to take to as die. they were taking as many out with, with them, them as, as they possible. could. Yes. So um, I think it was like the 155th regiment basically wiped out in that. But then soon those 4,000 Japanese soldiers were were whittled down to nothing. <laughs> That's crazy. Because behind those, you know, 150-something regiment were more American people. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, so nearly all of those who fought uh, for Japan that day died. However, Captain Sakai Oba uh, and 46 other Japanese soldiers survived and took to the jungle to escape capture. Um, they first attacked their pursuers like guerrilla warfare style, but eventually just throwing like coconuts. Gorillas. So they, they would, first attacked their pursuers with gorillas. Yeah, they threw giant apes at us. Yeah. We were like zoo, and then it was we were lost. Um, but then eventually they just focused on trying to stay they, alive. They set up a zoo and just said that the glass was real clean. There was no glass. <laughs> there was no glass. And then they just, you know, And then the gorillas, the gorillas started throwing the many, many coconuts that the island had at the American soldiers, knocking them, bonks on the head, knocking them right out. That's right. And then the Little Japanese cartoon soldiers. birds flying around them. Yep. That's, that's how they survived. No. Because so that's after- what war's like. So they they focused on a while. They're like, well, we're not going to kill very many of these. We need to focus on staying alive and avoiding capture because at that point, Japanese propaganda was such that we were vicious, awful human beings. So they were like, we are going to die or we are going to like evade capture. So these soldiers and the small group of civilians that they brought with them, because remember, this is like an island full of um, just people trying to live yeah, their lives. Yeah, if you lives. just happened to live there when war broke out, you were fucked. Yeah, yes, you were 100% fucked. Um, they managed to hold out for over a year, finally surrendering on December 1st, 1945, three months after Japan actually formally surrendered. I was like, wait a minute, after the war, they outlived the war. Yes, this group <laughs> outlived the war. They had no idea the war ended. There's to be fair, crazy, there's it's not like... a lot of like- stories about that kind of stuff where mm-hmm. like, People would have been stationed on like a island and had no idea that the war yeah. was over and somebody would show up and they just go ape shit and kill them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they weren't getting push notifications. They nope. didn't know. <laughs> no. They didn't get any sort of Twitter, you know. Yeah. Nothing and, uh, there. No. Ch- check your news app, bro. It's over. It's over. What? Yeah, really? dude. You it's trending your... on Twitter. Yeah, You should know that by now, man. Speaking of civilians, uh, there were, a, like I said, a large number on the island as well, and therefore a large number of casualties. Right. Um, the shelters civilians built in the mountains, so they they did take to the mountains to hide, but so did the Japanese soldiers. 
Um, and so the bunkers that the civilians built were strikingly similar to the military bunkers. So untrained 18 year old American Marines who are hell bent on war just mowed down civilians thinking that they were entering a, a bunker full of Japanese soldiers and their weapon of choice when they were attacking these no. um, caves no. were grenades and flamethrowers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, they, that's they, what I envisioned and it was not good. It's not good. So that's that's how they do it. Um, and so in the final days of the war, over a thousand civilians jumped to their death from what is now called Suicide Cliff to avoid capture again because they've been indoctrinated for years being told that, you know, we're going to like eat your babies essentially if they Well, to be you. fair, we did break in and kill everyone yeah, with fire. Say, so That's true. They had a certain amount of, of reason to be afraid what with the grenades and flamethrowers. So sure. Yeah, I mean the whole America are demons and then we come in with literal fire. Mm -hmm. We're doing the work for them. Doesn't make you know? it look good. Yeah, there was one there was one Navy soldier, I think that he they're trying to get him like a Medal of Honor. But what he did, he was Latino, but he was raised by Japanese um, parents and he spoke Japanese. So when he was there, he would go around and like try to translate and be like, I swear we're not going to kill you. Please come to basically this prisoner of war camp. We're not going to shoot you. And he managed to convince like over a thousand people to, to go and avoid death. So I bet, I bet that was a really hard sell. It was because, I mean, they're like, no, you're going to torture us while you're here. And they're like, no, we're going to feed you. Like, please. And they're come. like, I don't believe you. You just lit my grandma on fire. <laughs> it was a hard sell. But he did manage yeah. to convince like a thousand people. So not like, I, I understand died. why people jumped off a cliff to get away. I would rather die by jumping off a cliff than being lit on fire. That sounds it, worse. You lit my grandpa on fire. Yeah, that was our mistake. That's, That's our, our bad. bad. My we, bad. Look, my we, bad. Admittedly, fix it. fucked it right there, okay? Yeah. We we screwed <laughs> the Mulligan. pooch, as one would say. Um, so please come. I will feed you. Do you like um do you do you like food? Do you like coconuts? Do you like coconuts? Yeah, we we did an oopsie, we're sorry, but we have Twinkies. We all oh, oh I would go for Twinkies. <laughs> I would go for Twinkies. So anyway, you'd be shocked um to learn that the island is full of ghosts. Yeah. Um, Your island way more deaths than Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah, way, yeah, a little more. Um, anyway, so I'm going to tell you about two stories, um, and the first one comes from 2008, and someone who calls himself on the internet Azul Water. Oh, Azul Water, Azul Water. Yeah. Um, this person was visiting the island and decided that it would be so much fun to go exploring bomb shelters. That are on the island. That sounds fun. That's yeah. what I love to Everybody's do. favorite pastime. That um, sounds fun. So so this person by themselves, they went and they walked in and just stood inside the door of the bomb shelter. And they're, you know, kind of taking a look around. And what they see is like broken concrete, some like rebar, kind of rusty rebar sticking mm. out of the walls. Scorched like, human remains. And like trash on the, on the ground. So that's what he sees. And as he's standing there kind of looking in suddenly he gets this like he described it as um you hold like a cup over your ear and you kind of have that little rushing sound and it's kind of, yeah like the so he's like what the okay. fuck is that and as soon as he starts hearing that he sees um these shat this shadow rush by him 
Okay. Oh. And I lost my spot. Uh oh. Oh no. So, Rushing and shadows. It's a multi sensory yeah, experiment so he happening. In and he sat on a bench which suddenly appeared where the rusty metal rebar was. So now there's like a full bench sitting there. And so one by one. And when he came to, he had a rebar pole right up his ass. Right I was going to say, he sat straight down the fucking rebar to straighten his <laughs> asshole. So he he said that this the shadow person looked like they were made of gray smoke and their heads and bodies were visible, but not their hands or feet. Oh, um, and as interesting. Each, and as each soldier sat down, they'd all look toward the door as if they're waiting for more people to come. So eventually, so many people were coming in and rushing and like scooching on this one bench that the person was feeling the, the spirits like go through his body. Like they were passing through him. And he said, you know, it didn't really feel like anything but it, it felt like you were holding your breath each time that somebody like would pass through you interesting so wow. they would all go and then he said they'd all get there and they're still looking at the door toward the bomb shelter and then he starts hearing the sounds of explosions coming from outside so he turns to look to see what's happening doesn't see anything turns back around everybody's gone spooky yeah pretty spooky so he had a, almost a little time slip right there. Yeah, a little bit of yeah. time slippage, but it was definitely ghosts because he yeah. was like, yeah. you know, because they were smoke people because they were shadow people. Sure. They came from the shadows, the shadows. Um, so another ghost sighting. And this is where I'm going to need you. This is an interactive part of our podcast. Here we go. Um, another ghost sighting was captured onto video. Oh, in the year of our Lord, 2007. Is it something we'll never understand? understand, understand. Uh, possibly so in this video that i'm going to have you go to starting at one minute 13 seconds i'm going to set the stage for you okay. a group of japanese friends are visiting the island specifically suicide cliff because by around 1976 this site became a pilgrimage for you know generally japanese tourists to come and pay their respects okay um and a park and peace memorial was put into place on this cliff in like the 1970s 1980s it is now a um historic monument site okay so um the men are recording their visit as you will see in the video i just saw it i just looked at it holy shit it's fucked up so as the men are recording their visit he's pans across the cliffs if you will see um, and you might see something. Bob saw something. Okay. I 100% fucking saw something. The actual timestamp is one minute 15 to about 18. What? Yes. Did now, you see that, dude? Yes. So now if you guys go to two minutes, 28 seconds, they've zoomed and enhanced. So please do this. Two minutes. Yeah, because they, they don't seem to notice they it. They don't notice. And that's the great thing about this video is like that very clearly. That is but that feels like one of those YouTube Whoa. videos where they're like, something's going to jump out at you. Yeah, you know? I, that's Whoa. how I was watching it. And then I saw it and I, I'm like sitting on the couch like doing the research and I see it. I'm like, no. And then you keep watching. No. So you go to 228. There is literally a video of a ghost diving off of a cliff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of a ghost committing suicide. Yep. He runs. He runs. And he, he runs to the cliff. He pauses for just a moment at the edge of the cliff. And then he kind of dives, dives off the cliff. And a jumpy jump. And he's yeah. definitely in old timey like 1940s type clothes. Wow. Oh, I can't. All I see is gray shadow. Oh, okay. I'm scrubbing on my phone though. But okay. yeah, yeah, all I see is a gray shadow figure sprint to the edge of a cliff, pause for a quarter second, mm -hmm. and then dive off the edge of the cliff. So if you In Google the background of someone's tourist video. Yeah. 
So friends, if you go to and you Google, um, I think Saipan Suicide Cliff, it's on Daily Motion. That's where I found this. That's where you'll have it. Watch the whole video. They zoom in, enhance, and like go very slowly too. Um, toward the end of the video so it was like the if first tuna thing, remembers she will post the link if no I promises remember, yeah no promises but if i do they will so um yes yeah, so there are people who have captured onto video what they did not see but saw certainly they, as they were going did back. not see that that no. is definitely like they they aren't like oh my god there's a thing they're like look at there's my kid at this touristy site yeah, and like we pan across and and you know you watch the rest of the video they are completely nonplussed like they did not just see somebody jump to their death jesus um, so what anyway, that is the story of Saipan, my World War II ghosts. <clears throat> Yay. That really is bonked. So much death. So, so much, much war. So much death. Zero people died from atomic things. Nope. No one died of atomic which, things. Which actually tracks very well because as I said, our beer this week is Atomic Duck. Yep. It's an IPA mm-hmm. from Abel Baker. And the can says, the legend of the atomic duck. Mm-hmm. Legend has it that a duck was the only animal to survive the atomic tests conducted at the Nevada test site. That duck bested the blasts, wandered and waddled into history, becoming forever known as the atomic duck. That's good. I would also watch a television show about atomic duck. Yes. And it makes sense that we didn't choose any atomic ghosts because this duck didn't die from the blast and neither did our people. This duck said, fuck your nuclear fallout. Yeah. So this is, it's an IPA. Like I said, it is 7%. It is 88 eboos. Ooh, that's a lot of eboos. And I'm going to say it doesn't taste like a lot of eboos. This is a, to me... A very mild IPA. Oh, mm. interesting. Interesting. Which makes me think Melly would extra hate it because yeah. she really doesn't like the ones who kind of are IPAs. Yeah, I don't like IPAs, which is hilarious because, listen, next week there's going to be another one. That's what I do. <laughs> it it smells very um, piney. It definitely okay. has like a Christmas tree smell to it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's drinking very mild to me. I'm super enjoying it. I'm I'm a little bit happy that it's not punching me in my face. Yeah, well, especially today, you know, do you need yeah. another punch in any sort of part of your... Do you need to feel worse? Yeah, no. Guys, I got the booster two days ago and it fucking wrecked me. <laughs> so that's why I make jokes about dying. But so that's why I'm happy to have a mild IPA yeah. back in. I am enjoying it. I will be happy with the rest of the four pack I bought. Good. Plus the can art is so fucking cute. It's so cute. It is cute. I like this beer. I recommend... All right. I think Bob would like it. Oh, okay. I'm excited to maybe try it one day. We just Here's go hoping. To Trader Joe's. Hell yeah. In Nevada. Trader Joe's. But Trader oh. Joe's in, in Vegas. Yeah, oh, I was like not. specifically in Nevada. It's going to be a bit, a bit of a drive, but we'll get there eventually. Hey, uh, this is the part of the show where your old pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Hey, guess what I love? What? Palm tree beasts. What fun. Yeah. Yeah, you go fight them when you're on a beach. You know what else the I love? The best kind of beasts. Pretzel boats. Feed them to your kids. You know what else I love? Rebar of asshole destruction. Sit down on this, you dumbass. And your dumbass is going to have an extra hole in it. You know what Take else I love? Take it right up. Man Boat. New on the CBS this summer. You know what else I love? <laughs> Twinkies. But if there's one thing I love more than anything, it's Charlie shitting on frogs. So, hey! Vanessa wins. <laughs> Non-environmentally friendly ghosts from the 40s. Ew. <laughs> uh. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Come back next week. Yes, there will be booze. And there will be brews. So until then... Cheers. Cheers.